This episode of the Rad Broadcast is brought to you by Tech2U. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads. They'll even recycle electronics. Visit www tech2u.com that's tech the number two u.com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for tech to you the rad the rad broadcast you guys ready ready yeah oh i think in my notepad i don't need a notepad oh god if anything's long i'll just Ask questions. I don't think we're. I don't think anything's going to go too long. We're okay. going to take a fourteen-point question. <laughs> well, you know how my brain goes off. Spaghetti brain. Mmm, spaghetti. Mmm, for dinner. Stop. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Quiet on the set. I please. didn't realize we were recording because I don't have headphones on. Welcome to another episode of the Rad Podcast. I'm producer Brandon from the Rob Anybody and Don Show, and. That's Rob making a bunch of noise in here. I'm not in here all the time. I have to make sure the building's in tip-top shape. How's it going? Is it it's okay? Good. Everything good. good? So far, yeah. Uh, thank you, Rob and Christina, for of taking course. time out of your busy days oh, to, my pleasure. to join us. Of course, here. of course. Um, hey, I have a question. I have yeah, a question. I have an answer. Uh, uh, have, do they, you're not, are you doing broadcasts while we're on summer vacation? I haven't really thought about it. I think I'm going to do like maybe a couple of special episodes while I'm out and about. Like I'm going to Laguna Seca um, to kick off the the vacation. Our friend Robert at Smoke Junction Cafe, he goes out there every year and he's been threatening to to have us go and join him out there. Nice. And, so he's bribed us with food and free camping. So that's the only way Robert gets anyone to hang out with him. Is just, that you know, that what he was telling us about last year? No, it's what he never shuts thing? up about. Yes, Where, the race car is it. What, is it is race cars. Um, they they do have certain race like race car events, but this mm-hmm. time around it's actually super bikes. So oh, that's it's, neat. It's super okay. fast, not like motorcycles, pedals, right? Motorcycles. I, I, I gathered okay. that. Well, but, you're a girl. I didn't know. So, But I'm really going I'm for the food and the camping yeah. and the booze because mm-hmm. there's supposed to be a lot of that out there, too. Yeah, no, I was, I was just curious if you were doing them. I, I, I think a lot of people are still coming to grips with the fact that we still take a summer vacation every year. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I, they miss the show. I, they're going to die without your broadcast. That's true. <laughs> so I think I'll do a couple of special episodes. They might not drop on Tuesdays, but you know, I'll do as much as I can while I'm trying to enjoy my time off as well. Okay. Well, you can continue with your little thing then. Oh, well, thank you. Little thing. And you do need some time off. You've earned it, so oh, you, well, better, you. you better relax. Yeah, this is the first time he's ever told me that. Because <laughs> oh. I told him to. I, I, oh, my God. You both can go to hell. I said, be nice to Brandon. I have emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I fielded questions through our Rad Podcast group, which you can find on Facebook. You just search in the search bar, Rad Podcast, and you click the join, and it's been uh, it's been fairly uh, responsive. We had a lot of really great um, people on there that like to kind of uh, share their woes and all their life struggles mm-hmm. and a lot of people kind of come and embrace them and and uh take them under their wings and support them so it's kind of like a really safe space so i like to use this this platform to kind of field questions to my guests because it kind of gives me ideas but it's also kind of an insight in allowing people to to have their uh 
have their hands in my my pot. Yes. You, whoa, I didn't think you shared. <laughs> I'm a very sharing person. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, let me just kick it off with Daniel's question. He says, how did you two meet? Sorry, but I've never mm. heard this story. So, Well, neither has. Who is it in your family that thinks we met in the airport? My sister. <laughs> my sister thinks we met at the airport. I don't understand what, I don't know where she got that. Um, but there are like three sides to the story, apparently. Rob, Well, two versions. Rob's version that he tells on the air in the real version. Um, I don't yeah. see how they differ in any way. You wrote oh. in begging to go out with me before <laughs> you were, because you were begging. moving back to Dallas. Be- uh-huh. And you oh. wanted to meet the biggest celebrity in town before oh, okay. you left. And you had heard that I was single. And hmm. so um, I took pity on you mm. and, oh. <laughs> and, and agreed. But then when I, when we met, uh-huh. we were both blown away yeah. at, at, at yeah. each other's uh, staggering right. physical appearances. Yeah. Right. What's uh, right. what am I leaving out? Uh, <laughs> I mean, this from there it, it developed in long term. But that's how we met. That's isn't well, that what he was asking? Yeah. Okay. So we here's the truth. So I wrote in. It was during a rough time. I could empathize. You with were having him. a bad time. I was. Yeah. What? What are you talking? <laughs> See, this is why Brandon needs a vacation because he has to deal with this every day. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I won't interrupt. So I wrote in, and we Rob actually emailed me begging. To take no, me out. That's wrong. And I have emails. <laughs> that, that, I, that is wrong, and you know it. And then so we met, and we met up. I agreed, and uh, yeah. No, was... so long term, long time listeners remember uh, a couple things. We used to do drinking with the maggots, and so oh, yeah. people would send in pictures of themselves while they were drinking or with alcohol, and um, and I was kvetching on the air about uh, my being depressed and my old relationship had broken up. My dog was still alive at this point, wasn't he? Or was no, he dead? He my was, dog was dead passed. now. That's right. You never got to meet Chef. So I had mm-hmm. murdered my dog. Mm-hmm. And um, Christina wrote in and she attached a picture uh, of herself drinking a margarita. And she put a note of some kind like, uh, it, uh, don't worry, things get better. Mm-hmm. And I, on the air, I read it. And then I did a, a live on air edition of Creepy or Cool and asked <laughs> the team if it would be creepy or cool if I wrote back. Because she was stunningly gorgeous. And so uh, the the... Everybody on the team agreed it would be cool. And I, I've said before on the air, uh-huh. I, I don't think I would have done it. If you guys would have said, mm-hmm. no, that's creepy, I, I don't know if I would have because I was in such a a shitty state of mind. I had, like, no confidence for the most part. And I think I would have gone, oh, well, they're right. Mm-hmm. And by the time I figured it out, it probably would have been too late. It's also sketchy because a lot of our maggots yeah. are creeps. Right. And, you know, putting yourself out there to the maggots is always uh, – mm-hmm. puts put yourself at risk sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, I did email her back. I was not begging. Yeah. Um, and then, and yeah, she was literally like, what, we had a day left or two days. I forget how long. We went out Saturday or Friday Friday. and then, um, next day we didn't see each other. And then Sunday, I was leaving Sunday or Monday. I was leaving Monday. We saw each other again Sunday. But we did, we did both swoon when we actually met. Well, that's the story. That That is, is, that, that that is, well, somewhere in there is the truth. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You decide. Uh, the next question comes from Sheree. She says, how did Christina know that Rob was the one? Was Hello. there a specific moment? Also, how do you handle on-air Rob? As I've heard, he's <laughs> yeah. quite different in real life. Is it easy for you to separate the two personalities? And does he play devil's advocate at home as well? <laughs> so, uh, okay, what was the first, first question? This is why I need my notepad. First yeah, question She did. Was, she actually wanted a notepad to write down <laughs> I can give you. I can give you a piece no, of no, scrap no. paper this and a is, pen. No, this is, luck. I need to start learning to, you know, Think about these. I have so, memorized, so go ahead. Do you know what? Do you know what the first one was? 
First one is, well, how did I know you were the one? And so I, there wasn't a specific moment that I knew you were the one or Rob was the one. But I think it was a feeling where I just, we have this, and I think Rob spoke about it when he was on the broadcast uh, eh, several weeks ago. Uh, we have this kind of like connection where it's a no one gets in, no one gets out, a teammate. Uh, we, and I, this sounds so corny because I, you have different people that are made for you throughout your life. But I just, it, for me, it just clicked. I was like, I, he is everything that I need. I am everything he needs from what he says. Hopefully you agree with that. Um, I'm nodding my head. No, he's just staring at <laughs> the blank stare. <laughs> Yeah, well, and so. it was, and it was, it was kind of weirdly immediate too, because we, it was, it was rough those first few months mm-hmm. with with her in Distance. Dallas and me here, and then and trying to create a relationship, and yet the 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 I would call it a passion. The passion mm-hmm. between seventeen hundred miles was obvious. Like we were we were both fighting really hard, and right. not with each other. Oh, sometimes, sometimes oh. yes, but sometimes, and, yeah. and that was what made it harder was because the hmm. distance. And because we both knew there was something really real going on, it could lead to some pretty intense emotions, mm-hmm. but we weren't giving up. And part of that, I think the way that we uh, persevered through that, and I always knew even in those rough moments when we weren't agreeing or we were still learning each other and how the other person disagrees or how the other person needs to be spoken to in those moments, I still knew in the back of my head, man, I he's on my nerves right now, or I have this this like guttural like anger for him right now, but I still love him and he is still who I want to wake up to, who I want to call first thing. So yeah. So that answers one. No Next no one. way do you remember the second one. The right second now. one is is um are you the same at home? Or is uh, that the third uh, one? Man, Brandon, throw I, me a bone. What, what was there a moment? Oh yeah! No. Oh, I see. I answered that. Out of oh, order. you did. No, yeah, you there did. wasn't really. There wasn't a moment. It, there's nothing I can characterize. But there have been confirming moments, if that makes sense. <laughs> sure. There, there are times where, like I just mentioned, we're in a moment, and I'm like, this, this is a moment. There was no just click on, click off. There's no fairy tale like, right. whoa, here's all yeah. the sparkles. There and was everything. no glass slipper or right. anything. And every day is a confirming moment for me. Aww. Aww. When I bring her her ice water in the morning, yes, he, he's so thoughtful. He he's so thoughtful of the little things that he does. So that segues into Rob at home versus Rob on the uh, radio. Missed, oh, no, I missed another one. Oh. No, well, basically, it says, "How do you handle on air Rob?" As I've heard that he's quite mm-hmm. different in real life. So she just doesn't handle on air Rob. <laughs> I mean, you listen. Uh, yeah, you are different than on air. In in person, but not so much. I mean, you're still a smart ass. Uh, we still we jab each other back and forth, uh, but in a fun way. Uh, but you're not. I mean, how can I explain it? Well, I always you're tell- way more charismatic and empathetic understanding yeah well I, what i tell people is that just to drive home the point that it's not an act we're not the impractical jokers right who don't Ugh, get us started bonies um <laughs> is everything you hear on the air is real but it's exaggerated so mm-hmm. i'm more and so and, and that includes some of the things that i take away 
And and it, it always depends on the dynamic. I mean, I have, for example, I have an empathetic side. Mm-hmm. We don't really need that from me on the air most of the time. Right. Dawn is the queen of it. Brandon's pretty empathetic. If all three of us are constantly being that way and not as obnoxious, and that's and mm-hmm. I'm supposed, but I'm obnoxious at home, just yes. not as obnoxious. I agree. Right, but and another one that I think is is the main difference for me is that you're a lot more. Um, on air, you don't you. You're not the one that's you're not the open minded one on air. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the one that's willing. The, you're kind of the I'm set in my ways. This is what I do. This is how I do it. This is the way it works, and this way it's always going to work for me. He's not like that at home. Um, there are certain things that uh, I can't even think of something that you've really dug your heels into. I mean, besides you've earned your lifestyle, you're not going to do anything below what you want to do. So that's silly things like that. But oh, that's silly. No, no. Earning my lifestyle is <laughs> no, silly. No, things like that that are not that are justifiable. But there have been so many things in our life, and don't ask me what because I couldn't tell you in the moment um, that he's changed or found a, a different way of doing. Whereas on the air, he would be like, "No, me. This is this." Mm-hmm. So he's a lot more open minded at home. Does he play devil's advocate at home as well? <sighs> Yes. Yes, he does. Yes. Is it as, as annoying as it is here? <laughs> yes, at times. But there are times where he'll play it when he when he's helping me make helping me make a decision on something. Oh, so that's he, helpful. Right. So he'll give me 360 all sides of what could happen if you do this versus that. Say this versus that. Yeah. Uh, Penny asks, what is your favorite feature on your partner? What is a dime ask? <sighs> <laughs> Favorite features? I assume that's physical. I guess it, it could it be. It could be as broad as you know. Um, yeah, it, could, it doesn't necessarily have to be just physical. I mean, phase, yeah, favorite feature. Jesus, where would I start? I mean, she's got great boobs. Um, I mean, she's gorgeous. So, Thank you. Um, but you know, I also love your butt and your legs. Mm. I mean, that's that that God, you know, because I don't have like that. Well, one. I have an obscure one oh. for you. <laughs> I love like your lips, like your nose lip, like your T zone. Women will know what I'm talking about. It's where you get oily all the time, like your forehead down to your nose, lips, things like that. He just, and it's very, very odd and creepy because, like, I am a creep. But when there are certain times when I, I know is when you are naturally laughing and you the laugh catches you off guard, and then there are times that when you, as ironic as this is, you would. You're responding to something stupid I said, like a funny, stupid, like, really, babe? And his lips do the, form this. I can't explain it, but I just, and I just want to eat him. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh. Uh, yeah, okay. And then, and then if, I don't know if it's, if it's more of a quality question or something deeper. The first thing I think of is her, um, I guess, her, her protective nature mm-hmm. is. Oh, same for you. Is the first thing that comes into mind. Obviously, she's sweet and all those other things, but that's the first thing I think of. Mm-hmm. Pro- I think that's both of us. Sorry. No, it's okay. The protective nature probably comes from obviously how your upbringing, but also being in the military, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, speaking of eating, uh, ah, what, what mm. is your favorite meal you cook for each other and vice versa? What was that meal you made yesterday? The, that's the favorite. It's now? not that. Well, I don't know if it's a. 
That's chicken Milanese. Chicken Milanese. If, mm. if we might do a cookbook later this year, that'll be in there. Well, all my recipes will be in there. That's a, it's a breaded chicken with a lemon sage butter sauce. Ooh. But I don't think that's your favorite. I, I think. Well, okay. For, first of all, the favorite thing she makes are those damn ribs. Hello. Which, yes. which she just embarrassed me with a couple years ago. <laughs> are those the Dr. Pepper ribs? Yeah. 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 I mean, she, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm from the South. I know how to make ribs. I'm like, okay, it's more than just being from the South. And then when she tells me she's going to soak them in Dr. Dr. Pepper. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. The, yeah, this he had is, no faith. And man, are they, they're so good. No, you, my, the favorite thing for you that I make is that damn ripoff of the Olive Garden mm. Zuppa Toscana soup. Well, you don't make it anymore. You make me make no, it. Yes, so now you, it's my recipe. I don't make you make You want it every week. I'm not going to make mm. the damn soup every mm. week. Mm. <laughs> well. But you also, you were also very impressed when I taught you how to pan sear a steak. Yes, he has a really nice pan seared steak recipe. I grew up, ooh, Sorry, mom, but I grew up. She doesn't listen. So, <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> I grew up with a mother who put the steak in the oven and broiled it till like well done. Absolutely disgusting. So I always thought, okay, no, if you want steak, you have to grill it. And so he taught me otherwise. Mm. You guys are making me hungry. Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. <laughs> uh, okay, how about this from Ashley? What drives you crazy about each other in both a good and bad way? Mm. Oh God. What drives? You- well, okay, one thing, uh, it drives me friggin' nuts, and she knows it, I think she does it on purpose now, Uh-oh. is we'll be at home, and like, uh, and we both work from home, so we both have offices, so like, uh, maybe I'm back in the bedroom, or I'm back in her office, we'll be done talking, <laughs> I will walk out to the front of the house, and I, 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 like, literally, when I get to the step where I cannot hear her, she starts talking. Of course. And it's not just, oh, babe. It's like, hey, babe. I'm like, what? No. That's so annoying. No. Do you sprint away from my office? Because literally, you can take, like, you have the time to take two steps and I say something. And you're all the way in the kitchen. I, I have very long legs, as you know. Oh, okay. For for a not tall man, I have long mm-hmm. legs. So. Well, one thing that um, <laughs> about you that you do at home, and I think you saw like it come to a head the other day Giggity. when I like was in the kitchen or something. <laughs> and you, he puts. So we have the the sink, <laughs> the left side of the sink, the right side of the sink. The right side of the sink has the garbage disposal. He'll eat something, and he he'll never finish what he's eating he'll like leave a little bit like if you're eating soup you leave about an inch of soup in the bowl or if you're eating like eggs boiled eggs uh, he just leaves it on the side of the sink and does not rinse it out so it just sits there until someone's ready to do the dishes like i'll get to it i'll do it but it's like it's stinky stuff too like you know the food he brings to the studio like leftovers leftover shrimp and that's been sitting there festering (laughs) since like 6 a.m and uh Boiled eggs, so yeah, that's I smell my like thing. farts. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I can share that sentiment. Mm-hmm. I think I I try to my best. Sometimes I don't, but I try right. my best to clear out the plates at least, get yeah. the stuff off of there because right. that smell, that festering mm-hmm. smell of food is and then just it's so annoying. Stuck on there yeah. when you're trying to wash it, it's like trying to carve into stone. Ugh, but the good. What's a good thing? I mean, uh, there's so many good things. That does not. <laughs> yes. What is a good thing? Uh, is it more? Is it a habit? Like a good habit that drives? That well, I would is... think so. If it's a thing that drives us crazy, in a good way, it's got to be something that's a, Tried... a fairly regular. Uh, Rob but... has admitted to wearing his underwear oh. twice, <sighs> like flipping it inside uh-huh. out and leaving them out to air. Yes. Is that something that drives you crazy? 
but not in a good way. They had they right. asked for the good way. But the, yes, this drives me crazy. And um, a little peel in the curtain back. And this will be news to Rob, I think. Um, so Rob, as we all know, uh, sleeps naked. Hello. And so he will take his underwear off and everything. He'll put what he's going to wear on the uh, on his side of the sink in the bathroom. And I go to bed, what, three hours after him or so. Um, I if I see that he's wearing the same underwear, I will switch it to another one. I, I, I do, do it with, with socks yes. as well because he socks, babe. You wear your socks like for two weeks before you there. I had to wash his entire two, three drawers of dress socks because he had a pair of socks in there that he had worn for so long. Threw it back in there, and it. I opened the drawer, and it was something died in there, and it was this sock, and it was as hard as a sheet of printer paper. Don't you so, get athlete's foot? I don't. Wow. I mean, I, people do, but I don't. Wow. Uh, so, yes, that drives me nuts. <laughs> so, no good ones. In other I words. do have good ones. The good one is I, how organized you are, how you keep, like, our household tasks and things. Like, right now, we're going through a big change and like, tasks and stuff. It's He kind of balances me there because I'm so scattered brain, as you can tell through my speech. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but I do love her laugh. I, I yeah. just, I love making fun of it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that all the time. <laughs> Eric asks, uh, what's it like in 2018 being a young, attractive black woman married to a sort of handsome older white guy? Sort of handsome. Do you guys get the quote unquote look when you're in public mm. together? Uh, sorry. Try oh, it. just take a drink, you know, while we're recording. That's cool. Sorry, I'm out of All right. Um, uh, so in 2018, what is it like to be in a? It, so I, mm, it's nice to be attractive. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to break it down. By <laughs> yeah. Hard. Uh, so okay, I, I, we do get looks. We do get looks, and I think at this point we're at, we're at that point where we don't, we're not looking for it. We notice it. And we laugh at it. Um, it doesn't hurt our feelings. We don't get mad unless someone's blatantly just being an ass. And even then, we still laugh at them. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I... And we haven't had anything, like, overtly awful happen. But we've had some people that have made it clear across the way of a restaurant or whatever that they were not approving. And we've we've also figured out the differences between um, if we're in Reno or Sacramento, are they looking because they are listeners? Mm -hmm. And the difference between are they looking because I'm old and ugly, which is what he wanted to say. Somewhat attract, some no, sort of handsome not. is what he said. And and she's young and beautiful. And are they trying to figure out if she's an escort or whatever? That's mm -hmm. a different look. And then there's the, the, the look of disapproving over the interracial relationship is obvious. Mm -hmm. And we figured that out. But one of the things uh, I'll answer his question because she won't. One of the things about her being a an attractive black woman in 2018 oh. is she doesn't she it's not that she doesn't um she's not aware that she's african-american but she doesn't approach life like oh i'm black and so everywhere i go i might mm, be a victim right. or anything like that and which is one of the things i love about her and we joke all the time about mm -hmm. racial the racial differences she'll right. she'll make fun of my stereotypes and i'll make fun of hers and we have we're we're aware that I'm white and she's black. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're unfortunately painfully aware that for some reason there's a lot of people, as you've seen on the regular show and we talk about it with other couples who call in, that have a problem with this. Mm -hmm. I, I, we don't get it. Um, but I wasn't surprised that one day we talked about it and we could have gone all day with people calling in with their stories of every mix, Asian and Mexican, Mexican and black, Mexican and white. It's just ridiculous. And Christina, you grew up in the South. 
I and did. Yes. So it, uh, I mean, I, I don't know because I haven't visited the South mm-hmm. at all. Um, but I, I'm sure race, racial issues are still an issue down there, right? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're an issue. I, I, I didn't experience them. I mean, I, and hmm. I look back and I think I was talking, no, I was talking to myself about it and I was thinking about it in my head, um, the other day. I don't know what happened. I thought I told you about it. Whatever. I think you see this is what it's like. This is what it's like to live with her. Yeah, I have to communicate with her. I can look back on my childhood where there were instances that were clearly driven by race, Mm -hmm. but in the moment, I didn't see it that way. I was just this happy kid and whatever, and it I I did it it didn't phase me. And I look back on it now. I go, okay, well, you could have cried race there, Um, but I just. Where I grew up, it wasn't an issue, or maybe I was just not looking for it and so oblivious to it. Well, and also just in the I, in the yeah. time we've been dating, the almost almost all of the experiences we've had have been in California. Really, very little. Pittsburgh was the other place where it was oh, yeah. obvious, and that yeah. was it was in reverse there. Um, it was uh, African Americans that were not happy with me. Um, hmm. But I mean, when we've been in the South, when we've been in Texas, I don't even remember any. Maybe one. Uh, what I have, what I do, and I don't experience this as much now because people kind of have common sense and don't say such ignorant things, people that I surround myself with. Mm. Um, when I was growing up, up until like when I joined them, even when I joined the military, uh, people describe me as the whitest black girl ever. <laughs> and they say, oh, you're, she, she's a black girl, but she's, she acts white. She talks white. She is not that kind of black. And that to me is, and I've, I always get, and people think this is the greatest compliment ever. Oh my gosh, you're the prettiest black girl ever I've ever seen. Okay. So you, are you saying that the norm is that black women are not beautiful? And I don't think of it that way in the moment because I just, okay, thanks. You're, you're not there. You're not meaning to harm me or say anything mean, but the way you think, oh, that that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be offended, so I don't look to be offended. Yeah, and that first one's so insulting because of the implication on the whole race when it, when it's broken down of why they're saying it because most black people are supposed to sound ignorant and not be educated, mm-hmm. and it, that one's rough. And you said something there that you surround yourself with people that aren't right. ignorant, and right. I feel like we're all products of our environment. So if you grew up that way with that mm-hmm. mentality, and I feel like it's a generational thing. You know, you're a younger generation, so... I wonder if the ignorance is starting to slowly kind of dissipate. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, there's still generations of people that are raising kids to be ignorant. Right. Um, but well, and we were just talking. Wait, weren't we just talking the other day about how blackface has come back? How it's uh, yeah. There's well, I, yeah. The younger and like we've seen like, on the show, the younger. Yeah, the younger odd. generation now is okay with it, and mm-hmm. we're we're like, what? How did that happen? So it's I I, I think I guess we define what acceptance and tolerance is differently i mean there's going to be hate everywhere and people are going to want people are going to hate one person it doesn't have to be black don't be white can be female whatever but like brandon said it's who you surround yourself with and if you if if you're not around me it's because it's by choice we talked about uh age difference a lot on the regular show and and uh how rob is much older than you christina (laughs) Uh, Stephanie asks, mm-hmm. says she's my parents have a 33 year age difference. And as my father is reaching his end of life, I guess my question is sort of morbid. <laughs> how did you approach the inevitable question of how the age difference would impact you as you get older? Um, this weighs heavy on my mind sometimes, especially now that we're married. And I think 
I jokingly to Rob was because I, I don't want kids. I don't want kids, people. So, <laughs> <laughs> not going to have children. So uh, especially uh, I think there was a we were sitting on the couch and I told Rob, I said, well, am I going to be that old lady that because you're going to leave me? Am I not leave me? Leave me. You better not. But he's going to pass before me if life takes its course and we just die of old age. Am I going to be that old lady that nobody knows is dead, like in her house, and they just know I'm dead because of smell or something? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's it's very morbid. But no, that I don't like. So you'll notice her concern is not about me. No, No, am I going to stink when I die? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm getting there. So for me, it does. It makes me sad when I think about it. And yeah, I don't know. I but. A shorter period of time with him, if he's going to pass before I do, for me is it's worth it. I he's my partner, so. And the good news is, unless something really gets screwed up in the genetic lineage, I have great genes. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's gonna lose I mean, like a hundred. Yeah, my dad's not just eighty six; <laughs> he's eighty six, and you've met him, Brandon. He's incredibly active mm-hmm. and still alert. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's whatever, um, <laughs> still alive. Uh, but I mean, but She's I also. Uh, my on my dad's side of the family, his mom lived to a hundred. Her sister, one hundred and five. Wow. So there, yeah. I mean, and so you would only have to make it into your eighties, maybe, and oh, then we can just off your each diapers other. and. Oh, I'll get you one of those things that roll up the staircase. What it, is that? That magic chair? What? We're talking forty plus years from now. We're gonna have mm-hmm. robots that are changing our diapers mm-hmm. or whatever. If we're even okay. still around, by then you'll be able to buy new body parts right. and get them changed out like cars. I'll just clone you. See? I'll clone you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Never get rid of me. Yeah, you guys have seen <laughs> Westworld, right? You just put new brains and new bodies. You're good to go. Plus, don't don't you people die younger, anyways? You people. You people. Oh my <laughs> god. See, I told you. We <laughs> joke with each other like. Is. <laughs> well, they say black don't crack, so. No. Oh, yeah. oh, hey, I had a question real quick. And this ties in, Brandon was, was here. Not going to be quick. When when I when I left from doing the show this morning before we did the broadcast, I said to Brandon, I'll be back in an hour with my darker half. Like, you know how people no, say my yeah. better half? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, but okay. <laughs> I think after I thought about it, I thought, isn't it funnier to say I'll be back in an hour with my blacker half? That's Black funnier, ha- right? Yeah, no, but you're not, that's like, you're not black. So yeah, you're darker? not black. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. See, this no. is why this focus group. Thank you. <laughs> so you alluded to the fact that you guys are now married. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Um, Tammy asks, how did they plan? How did you plan your wedding? Did you just find someone to marry you or did you go through a planning company? Did you use a private beach? Did okay. you get married on a public beach? Right. Um, Tammy is uh, planning on getting married in Monterey, but wanted some insight on how you planned it. Uh, <laughs> Barely. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the here comes the bride type of girl. I don't need that. I don't want that. I, I, yeah. Um, so I Googled an officiant, read some Yelp reviews and hired him. <laughs> no joke. No joke. <laughs> he asked, uh, do you, how do you want your vows? Like, do you want me to, do you want this in there? Do you want them longer? Do you, I said, just whatever will legally marry us. Just, I mean, cause we're, cause we, okay. So we had the month after event that we, that we were more invested in emotionally because that's when all of our friends and family would be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ceremony, while it was important, it just, we didn't need all the bells and whistles. So we just wanted, we just needed each other and whatever else was required to be there to legally marry us. And then we had seven close, guests. Yeah. Yeah. And the people. <laughs> yeah. And so 
we uh, hired him, and then we got married at what Hidden Beach. Hidden Beach. Hidden Beach. I guess there's three it's Hidden in, Beaches, though, so be careful. Hidden Beach. They're well, public, right? So it's kind of public. It's very secluded. You have to get a permit or something to all the boring stuff to actually get married there. Um, However, as we found out when we showed up, that's no guarantee that there won't right. be other people on the beach. Right. We had some, all a few right. uninvited guests. Like, <laughs> yeah, they weren't dressed up for the occasion either. <laughs> yeah, their bathing suits. Right, right. Oh, yeah. So we uh, and we did that, and then we went back to the house and uh, had a catered, catered dinner. It was really good. Um, but, no, we did not use a planning service. I really just internet searched everything. And just put it all and together. The photographer was terrible. Oh so. my gosh, that photographer was awful. It just right in with what photographer what photographer you pick, and I'll tell you if it's him. Say no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to publicly say anything about him. <laughs> so, Christina, you uh, you are a member of the military, right? I am a uh, member Army Reserve. Army Reserves. Yes. Okay, thank you for your service. Oh, thank you for your support. Um, Tatum has a question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. She says, my boyfriend of three years is in the Navy and set to deploy soon on the USS John C. Stennis. Mm. We have a rock solid relationship and have made it through a lot together. And I want to know what are the best ways that I can support him throughout his deployment? And how can I ease his transition back into the civilian world when he gets back and gets out of the Navy? I often ask him now uh, how I can best support him, but this is his first deployment. So we are both new at this and figuring it out together. Thank you for your service, and any insider advice from a veteran is appreciated. Awesome. Were you in a relationship when you were deployed? Uh, I was in a relationship with someone that was deployed with me, so I don't have, yeah. So my best advice for you to support your boyfriend is to be understanding. When When you're deployed, your schedule changes at the drop of a hat, and there are a lot of times... Uh, like, so for, for example, when we were long distance, we kind of scheduled, okay, we're going to talk at this time. We're going to talk at that time. You can do that. You should do that so that he can plan his day, uh, whatever control he has of his schedule, but be understanding if you don't hear from him for this amount of time. Don't, I know it's very hard to not worry in those instances, depending on where your significant other is, if you don't hear from them, but things change, uh, Phone lines go down, depending on where he's going, phone lines go down, internet gets shut up, things happen. So be understanding. Um, I don't know. So he's going to be, he's Navy? Yes. Did you want to make so, fun of him for that? Because no, I know how all no. of your branches are. <laughs> so he'll be on a ship. Um, Very good. Uh, oh, hush. Ooh, oh, hush. That's a, a big bulk. Can we biscuit. say that? Isn't you're that classified a, information? Biscuit. <laughs> Anywho. Um, <laughs> So I don't know how like care packages work for them, but if you want to send care packages, things like that, just things that everyday items that he would want and keep them in the loop, send them pictures, uh, nudes. Uh, oh yeah. Send them nudes. Send them. Yes. Hello. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you have video capabilities and not necessarily um, nudes of you. They, yeah, they can okay. be other women. He exactly. might like that. But every Here's day, my friend. <laughs> but everyday things that he would experience at home that you typically, or you both would experience at home, that you typically wouldn't photograph or something, a funny product at the grocery store. Everyday things like that gives him a taste to home. So uh, try to send that his way. And just like I said, the most important thing for me is be understanding. And support. What about that coming home part and getting used to oh, being back ho- in earth? Yeah, um, that's the always one we hear a lot about is how hard it is because like the one the example I think we've talked about this um, is like while 
in this example, while he's gone, she's going to create new routines. She's going to change the house or she's going to have new habits. And then he's going to come home and he's trying to adapt to everything plus that. And she might get frustrated. And that's where I've heard a lot of the frustrations come in. Right. No, yeah, that makes complete sense. I know when I came back, I kind of you feel like you're coming back to, um, okay, everything paused here where I was. So I'm going to come back to that and everything's going to I can press play again. It's not like that. So obviously. So when he comes home, just uh, keep those lines of communication open. If he want, if he's feeling like things are, he's overwhelmed with everyday changes or new people that may have come into y'all's lives, uh, just be understanding. Let be that safe place for him to communicate when he just kind of needs to say, hey, say, hey, let's pause real quick. I need to catch up. Uh, it's a case by case basis, right. obviously, when it comes to certain individuals. How long did it take you to acclimate after your tours of duty? It didn't, it didn't take long at all. I mean, I really? I think I just hit the ground running because I and it, like you said, it's a case by case basis. Depends on your deployment, what you experienced in your deployment, how you handled it. I when I came back, I think I was I had already had things planned. I was starting a new position that I had interviewed for while I was overseas, and I started almost immediately after that. And it just wasn't it for me. I was like, oh, whatever. I'm home now. Let's. Get the job done. Let's. I, I do think it. Also, in the case by case too, is you actually really loved being deployed. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I love being. I I liked it. Or I loved it. Um, but I. I mean, when you tell stories about being woken up in the middle of the night as the 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 rocket the rocket. Oh alert. well, they because on like Christmas and all all our holidays like to ruin our holidays, so they start shooting their they. Bleh, I'm getting all tongue tied. They start uh, bombing the base and stuff, and I'm just I'm. Because they would know that it's a special day for us. And so mm. Christmas is a big one where everybody's like, you're not going to get any sleep. Um, but for me, it was, I think, because where I was and we they never really hit us. It was kind of that prey and spray uh, when it comes to weapons. I could have the mentality, whereas I don't think a lot other people that were in the situation would not. I have respect for them. Awesome. But I was just kind of in that bubble where we just we were a little a lot safer than most. So it was kind of more of an adrenaline rush than a than an issue. Oh, that's crazy. Just okay. just even imagining that. Even on holidays, mm-hmm. they know obviously they know the calendars and what we celebrate mm-hmm. over here. So they're right. using that to their advantage because they mm-hmm. think everybody on the base is just gonna be hanging out. Right. Not right. really doing anything, right. talking to their family. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's yeah. such a sick, sick thing. And that's yeah, the thing. When she tells the story, she's like lighting up like it's a cool story. And I'm like an air raid in the middle of the night on Christmas and this is exciting <laughs> you. <laughs> Man. <laughs> So going back to the biracial marriage thing, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie, who she she appears to be in one because she says um, that she's had some interesting things happen in her time with her marriage. Um, she asks, what is the toughest and funniest situation that you've experienced being in a biracial marriage? Hmm. What's the funniest? I think the funniest one was early on. Well, OK, so I'm just I'm not going to just speak to our marriage because we've all been married that long. So can I say to our, rela- yeah. our relationship? No, you have to abide by the <laughs> well, rules. Well, I don't. I'm <laughs> Only in, in the last house. couple of months. <laughs> uh, I think the funniest one was when we were in Napa, and that oh. guy. I mean, it, it was uh, people would have taken it one way or another, depending on how you like to approach these issues. Other people would call this the toughest one, but this is right. Hysterical. This is to me is the funniest yeah. one. He there is a, a a guy who is sitting across from at the cross restaurant. We were in a booth being lovey-dovey. Nice not even, restaurant. Yeah, not even like we weren't wow. displaying a bunch of PDA, but we were clearly eating together on a date. 
And, and this he, guy's straight out of central casting, middle aged, pot belly, looks mm-hmm. like a wannabe mobster, only he's in yeah. Napa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just glaring at us, like obvious, not trying to hide it. And so we just turn up the PDA and start making him probably feel uncomfortable. And he would look at us, shake his head back yeah, and forth. It was oh, so, God. it was, yeah, it was punk. to the point where I was like, let's just pay for his meal just to be, just yeah, to we, make him feel. We almost did. Yeah, just to make him feel like. Man, that would have been yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah. and I, we know we got to him because we we stayed at the restaurant after we ate. We sat at the bar. Remember, we met that mm-hmm. couple. Um, and when he left, they were still he right. was still like turning around, just yeah. giving us one last disapproving look. Right. So that. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I don't know. Have we had a tough like a tough situation that that was based in the fact that we're biracial um, or interracial? Do you think confrontational? I don't think so based on race not that i I think was overt i mean who knows a couple of instances we've had what was driving people but nothing that's been said and i think a lot of it has to do with the way we approach them that we're we always kind of just throw the ignorance back on them and so i know something that's a bit it's not tough like some that someone else on the outside did or said and neither of us did anything wrong but when i think you've mentioned publicly on the rad show that you now being in the relationship with me you hurt for me sometimes like you take things in a way that i would just go whatever babe it's i don't it's i don't even notice it that way and but you hear it this way because you're super protective of me and uh i think that's something that we we had i think a talk not a talk we spoke about we had a conversation about um hey babe well this we don't let's not let this bother us you know what i mean you know what mm-hmm. i'm trying to say like you i hate that you have to feel that kind of what's the word it's more than i guess it's, i guess it's a form of empathy or yeah something that that you have to you see it i don't see it because i mean i've been this way my whole life <laughs> <laughs> so christina i know you can't really share too much about your experience in the military because mm-hmm. it's top secret um but uh alex has kind of a simple question yeah. is 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 Christina better with handguns or rifles? Which do you oh. which do you prefer? Rifles, rifles, really? because you can use your whole body to control it. Assuming you're in the prone position, which is how we qual we we qualify prone, kneeling, and standing. But most of them are in the prone position. I prefer her kneeling. And prone is when you're on your stomach. I think everybody knows that. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> but hand because I feel like I can control it more. Handguns, I think my little wrist, because I have, if you guys haven't noticed in the pictures, I have ginormous hands, but I have really small wrists. So my. I'm in love with Hamburger Helper. (laughs) (laughs) So when I shoot a handgun, I feel like my wrist, like the strength isn't there, and I just, I can't, the trigger pull makes me not aim well. Yeah, so rifles. But I have a handgun for home defense. I'm not going to be loading up my rifle. You just wait now Hold while you're right, in the magazines. Uh, is there a particular rifle? I'm sure the gun nuts will want to know. Um, obviously, you have different access to different guns mm-hmm. with your level in the military. So is there one that you favor over the other? I mean, we shoot M4s. That's our standard issued, well, depending on your job. And then we have the old school M16, a.k.a. some muskets, Um I hate shooting M16s because they're about as tall as I am. Uh, M4s are fine. I mean, I, I'm really not a gun nut. I don't. When we go to the range, it's fun. I love it. But when it comes to my knowledge on them, I that's the first time. That's the first thing I'll admit. Ah, whatever. I shoot mm-hmm. what I'm told to shoot. 
That's awesome. Um, Wade has a has a question that you don't have to expand on too much, but yeah. however you're comfortable on. Okay. How's Rob in bed? <laughs> oh. Well, I'm what? still here, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rob is great. What the hell? I, I mean, <laughs> you knew that was coming. Yeah. I mean, believe what you hear. Well, <laughs> I mean, Rob has admittedly been a sexual deviant throughout yes, his life. Yes. So, well, yes. she obviously keeps up. It's yes, not like, I do. Yeah. And like point. I said, I'm still sitting here, folks, and I ain't going anywhere. So, comfortably? Yes. <laughs> well, it's been a couple of days. Well, <laughs> after this. <laughs> Hello. All right. I got one more question for you guys, and then I'll let you be on your merry way. Mm-hmm. Um, Christina. I know Rob has has admitted or shared because our lives are very public on the radio that right. he's pre- previously married. Yeah. Um, Christina, have you been married before? Mm-hmm. I was married before. Okay, so now that you guys are newly married, mm-hmm. um, Kelsey asks, "What's the most valued advice for newlyweds?" Mm. Oh, specifically for newlyweds. Yeah. Don't take advice from other people. <laughs> no, not really. Ah, Don't take advice from it. other people, but. Um, so this would apply to any relationship. I and I, there was a little bit of truth in me saying, "Don't take advice from other people. Don't uh, allow other people to have hands in your relationship. Keep your relationship between you and your partner, and know that you, that is a part. That's your life. I mean, if you're getting married, you have the idea. You're not pending a divorce unless you're. It's for some random reason, uh, celebrities, things of that sort. I say you make sure that that's locked down. Don't don't let anybody get in. Don't take the opinions of others and place them on your spouse or place them on your relationship. Uh, well, and also part of that process. That's why that's that's the exact right answer for newlyweds is because when it's new, you're still adjusting as a person to the way you've handled everything up until that moment being single, which maybe includes talking to your friends or family members about how great it is to be dating or be engaged. And at some point you got to cut that cord and Mm -hmm. it's got to be, you have to start excluding people and only sharing what you want to share. And I'm, you said actually at one point, Christina, that uh, people say everybody has their little formulas about what the hardest year of marriage is. And you said, you think it's the first because of that Mm -hmm. adjustment period. Yeah. You're, you're, it's no longer easy to get out. Um, it, you're I just feel like there's more and I don't I don't think you have to be married to be fully committed to someone but I do believe in marriage obviously and I that's something that was important to both me and Rob but the first year I think because you're I don't know if it's if because you're, really... you're joining things together not just materialistically or material wise but is it because I don't know is because it's harder and so the pressure I, I think I think it's it goes to your advice is it's only hardest if you're actually employing what we're talking about, like mm-hmm. if you're if you dive in and you say, OK, we have to make all of these adjustments. We have to train all of these people in our lives that, mm. no, it's no longer it's no longer just Rob. It's Rob and Christina. And no, you don't have access to this. Then that's why I think what it because it adds so much exterior mm-hmm. input into your because I, that's the reason I think people say, oh, my God, that's so sad to hear the first year should be nothing but bliss. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason your fifth year sucked is because you didn't deal with this shit in right. the first year. Mm-hmm. And then it all built up and the resentment and came to a head kind of thing. Right. What's unfortunate, I think, is that people don't spend enough time in that engagement period mm-hmm. to kind of flesh all that stuff out. Right. Because, I mean, I, I, I'm with you guys. I, I don't really necessarily feel like 
the the whole pomp and circumstance of a big wedding and having all the the families involved and all this big hullabaloo of, of surrounding it it's more about you guys and it's about right. your unit and i feel like <laughs> people don't necessarily start fleshing that stuff out leading into the marriage so it, i can see why that first year is hard but it when it came to my wife and i in our first year of marriage it was almost like this is just status quo it's right. just the kind of like the same that. old thing mm-hmm. we just have now a paper and some rings to to show for right. it well and that and to that point in the engagement thing the, the the ones i do not get and you do whatever you want to do are people mm-hmm. that don't live together Ugh. before they get married yeah, i don't understand the it. idea that when when you become bride and groom then you're gonna i mean everything Mm-mm. that goes into living with another human being you don't need that added in no to no. to being married and that's why for you guys it was so much like it's just another day mm-hmm. and i think for us what adds to it is for the first year we were together we didn't even live together we didn't even live within 1500 miles of each other and that's a huge test to your relationship and then right. we lived together for 10 months while engaged mm-hmm. and you know then get married so I had a, uh, some really good advice come down um, on me. Can I say that? Um, the, uh, the advice the, penis came down on him. <laughs> One of the best things to do in a relationship before you get married to anybody is to live through the seasons. Because yeah. every single season brings a different change about every any as an individual. It mm-hmm. changes people. So to right. live through those seasons and, and see how people react and through hardships, through, every, through all that stuff. It's a good telling of, of who that person will be moving forward. Like oh, yeah. what a whiner somebody might be about how hot the house feels, even though the air is only at 71 <laughs> degrees, or how they might kick you in the middle of the night because they're trying he's to get making up these bedtime the, the stories. covers off of them because it's so warm, mm-hmm. and then you have bruised ribs. You turn or the air it Sounds specific. Yeah, by the way, what happened with that, that night I terror? I Why are you punching him in your sleep? I think he is making that up. He keeps saying all this stuff that... I'm well. Okay. Oh well. Okay. I do remember the when old, I accidentally... he fell down the stairs thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I blinking, Brandon. <laughs> save me. <laughs> I remember the first incident where I elbowed you or whatever on accident because I woke I woke up and I didn't wake up. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, and I just went back to bed. Uh, oh, you remember that one? But you you claim that the other ones I'm telling are just made up. Yeah, because that's just so strange to me that I would be so active in my sleep and not know it. It's because you're hot. I've told you. I you, know I'm hot. You re- yeah. Oh my god! Never mind. Mm. Just never mind. I'm just not. I'm just, I just can't. I just can't. Man. On that comfortable note, we'll close this episode. If you have any questions, comments, reactions to this week's episode, go ahead and email us at rad at radradio.com. Namaste, bitches. Bye, y'all. The rad. 